Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show, and on this episode, we are returning to a franchise that we've been working through since last October, and that is The Howling. <laughs> oh, jeez. I know, I know. It's been a long long journey to number six, Tim. It's been a long journey. be almost a year until we finish it. Yeah, something like that. I, do you know, know what that really gets me, Tim? Is that, What's that I'm at the point now where I miss like Howling 2 and 3, like I really <laughs> missed two and three because two and three were not good movies, but two yeah. and three were so mm-hmm. silly and campy and had so many silly ideas that they were fun to watch mm-hmm. to a point. And I feel like yeah. four was not so much, five not so much, and now we're going to talk about Helling Six, The Freaks, mm-hmm. which came out in nineteen ninety one. Where this is a nineties movie. See, when you were watching this, did you think, oh, this looks like it's a, you mm-hmm. know it's newer? It's the nineties. I didn't. Mm, no. I didn't. No. They, they, you, you can tell they were going for that timeless quality. They they want you to be able to watch it in any decade. I mean, I don't know if timeless <laughs> is the word I would uh, I'd associate with the, the Howling franchise. Uh, I Okay, so yeah, we're, we're going to start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll warn mm. you somewhere in the middle before we go into spoilers. And, well, yeah, we'll talk about this. First thing I'm going to say, Tim... Is I did not notice this. Mm-hmm. I actually went looking for it once I like discovered this online. But do you know there's actually mm-hmm. an element of in this movie that is continuity tying to the previous film? Uh, no, <laughs> I have no idea. Apparently, <laughs> the person who turned out to be the werewolf in number five has a cameo in this. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> now I went looking for the person again I'm avoiding spoilers for the last one just so that I'm not saying who it is but um, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember what they looked like I had to google an image mm-hmm. and then I looked for them apparently I'll stand in the crowd in one of the the, 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 the carnival bits but oh, don't really do much okay. with it but it was intentional it's intentional mm. uh, which raises a lot because up until now I've basically just accepted that all the Howling movies are pretty much in their own continuity because nothing seems to match or line up or anything and I feel like sounds about right. Telling me this takes place in the same continuity as number five actually mm-hmm. like gives it more plot holes because in the last couple of movies they told us a lot of things. They they, they established a lot mm-hmm. of rules. They established that werewolves don't turn because <laughs> of the full moon. They turn whenever they want to. <laughs> in this movie, it does not apply yeah. to that whatsoever. Oh no, no. And it's like why, why does it like why does that even matter? I don't know. Like it's it'd be one thing if you know the plots had something to do with one another or something but it's eh, that's stupid and just it's just an easter egg that no one asked for sure okay all right uh you diehard hurling fanatics can uh give us your <laughs> your uh your reasons why that's that's false you know i'm sure you've all got big charts and stuff that connect all the movies they've got the, got the strings and the pin boards this, this is how Highland four connects to two and this is how uh you know seven connects to the remake whatever we don't have a remake yet we had kind of sure. a reboot but we'll get to that later mm-hmm. anyway so Helen 6 what's Helen 6 about Helen 6 mm-hmm. starts with one of the most silly slow motion opening scenes I've ever seen um, <sighs> it's a POV shot presumably from a werewolf but it's so smooth it's on a steady cam that it doesn't feel like it's actually from a POV of, of an animal that's you know rabid and running and wild mm-hmm. um, and you've got the, 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 the woman running from and just like really really slow motion uh, and she drops a teddy bear and we cut to a, a drifter a lonely man walking down a desert road holding this teddy bear <laughs> so obviously your first instinct is like okay so either he's a werewolf or he knew the person he retrieved this teddy bear and he's hunting the werewolf right one of those two options sure <laughs> okay <laughs> what well, well, don't you agree about that 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 uh, deduction tim i agree <laughs> okay I'm not convinced. I'm not gonna lie. You don't sound very committed to that statement, but we'll move forward in the interest. The, of time. the thing is, it's it, it just feels like you. I, I feel like you have to care, in, like in order to like have an opinion. Uh, well, sh- I mean, sure, but I'm still trying to figure the movie out as I'm watching it, even if it is okay. garbage. Uh, for, in fact, first thing first. Um, 
I counted at least three boom mics uh, over the course of this movie. <laughs> um, there's one, and after the because the, the opening through the walking through the desert scene is the credits, right? So the titles are coming up during the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first scene after that is like the town mayor, because a small town it's in, is the, the mayor talking to the sheriff. And in this scene, there's a boom mic creeping in at the top, right? And what really gets me about it is you can tell that while they were shooting, they noticed it was in the shot, and you can quickly see it get pulled up. Like they realized and pulled it up, <laughs> and they still use that take. Do Dear this. Lord. Do the shot again. Is it, <laughs> movie making one hundred and one? If that take wasn't uh, perfect, do it again. <laughs> well, I really hope someone was fired over that blunder. I, I'm pretty sure most of the people in this movie's <laughs> careers went nowhere after this. So, I, if you want to count that as being fired, then yeah, sure, go for it. Um, so, so this drifter comes out of town, and the sheriff gives him the the, the 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 typical, "We don't like your kind around here. You're a stranger. You know, don't don't be here too long." But the town is so. It's, it's like, listen, we have about five people in this town, mm-hmm. and that's kind of kind of about where we like to keep it. We have about five people until the carnival arrives, and then the carnival scene has like you know a hundred people for some reason out of nowhere, just just appeared suddenly. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, but you know, there's a drought going on. Apparently, it's so bad that this other dude in the town just comes up. Um, this uh, this father preacher dude. I think his name is Winston. He uh, comes up and says, "Hey, have you ever worked with wood?" And I thought it was coming on to him. I thought this was a weird, weird uh, come on. Like, hey, do you ever work with wood? And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And the, the sheriff, of course, is like, "Oh, what sort of accent is that?" And I'm like, "I'm British." And he's like. Oh, is that is that right? <laughs> yeah, he's very 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 mistrusting of outsiders. Um, I've never seen, like I've seen this trope done so many times in movies where the the sheriff and the the local like hicks, if you will, don't like the outsider being there. I've never seen them be suspicious of like an English person like this. Yeah. you know, usually it's like uh, the city folk, or it's a weirdo or something. And he's a bit of a loner, sure, but it's like he hears the English accent. He's like, oh my god, what type of weirdo? weirdo foreigner are you it's just this weird i don't ever see that and, and like also i don't think it's a super heavy like british accent like you know like it, it kind of like to me it didn't sound like strikingly foreign or something like it just kind of sounded like a you know like a little bit of a, a gruff guy who's kind of maybe maybe more of like a serious dude or something yeah. but it sounded more like yeah oh, I, don't know. I don't know like to the point actually where I didn't actually like catch that it was British at first. It wasn't until he said it was yeah, British, yeah. and then I started listening to him. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's, it's kind of English." Mm-hmm. But like the the first time he said something, I just thought it came out kind of weird. Like mm-hmm. it sounded like his accent was like mixing with another accent or something like that. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. But so this dude Winston says, "Hey, have you ever worked with wood?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay, you're hired. I can't pay you, but I'll give you a room and I can I can feed you and even give you some clothes." And he's like, "All right, that sounds great." And he brings it back. He's got a church that he's fixing up. It's just a bit run down, and then he, re, you know, repaneled outside and painted and all the rest of it. He's like, "You help me fix this place up, and I'll feed you, and you stay here." And he's like, "Sure." And this leads to obviously. So the, the Winston's got a daughter uh, who is obviously the love interest, right? As soon as she walks out, it's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, sparks are flying with with her and the uh, you know and, and her main drifter did," and. <laughs> He um again uh he, you know she's kind of forced to because there really is no one else in this town exactly yes yes she's she just it's kind of awkward but you can tell she's kind of like oh out of town handsome man oh um I'm just the the, the, the <laughs> fancy the... man fancy man yes oh <laughs> I thought he said pantsy oh, no. I guess he is wearing pants but <laughs> that's not what a pantsy is Tim. <laughs> No, pansy. 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 That's, that's a really specific thing you thought I said that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's not like you that's hear. That's why I thought it was so strange. It's not like you hear other people say pansy in another context, you know? I know, that's why I was so taken aback. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, regardless <laughs> of, of Tim's hearing difficulties, we'll get him a hearing aid. New Patreon goal Tim gets a hearing aid. Um, <laughs> so, but, so we get a montage to uh, this really, like, upbeat, like, uh, Christian music <laughs> saying, oh, "What was the main thing it was saying? Oh, the Lord has blessed us, or something like that." Uh, but it was like it was like a country, yeah. it was like a country Christian song playing as uh, to the point where, like, to the point where I kind of thought, like, 
is this a Christian movie? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, is this like a, a low key, like some church group bought the rights to the Howling franchise you know, and like, we're like, oh yeah, we're going <laughs> to. I get what you mean. Like it actually, I mean, it isn't like after this scene, it never really comes up again. Like it kind of, mm-hmm. like, you know, like they fix up the church and then once that's done, it's never really like a, it's not a major theme yeah. of the movie. Not really. Uh, but I see what you mean. Like given this scene, you think, oh, maybe this is going to be like a backdoor kind of, like, kind of like how Birdemic is like <laughs> a, a as a global warming like movie. This, you know, be a backdoor Christian movie. Oh boy, um, is it? <laughs> and I mean, I mean, I I actually agree with the message of global warming. It's just that doesn't make Birdemic any easier or better to to mm-hmm. watch. I agree with the message that birds are scary. <laughs> <laughs> Birdemic. Birdemic. <laughs> Do you know what? My, my one disappointment of watching Birdemic after after you know mm. be, be seeing the trailer and knowing of its mystique and the the how terrible it is was that that song from the trailer. One disappointment. <laughs> yes, that the one only disappointment. one. Okay. All Just right. well, yeah. I was expecting gobshite. Tim. I was expecting terrible. My one disappointment was that that awful rock song. There was a boom in the mic. Or a, bo- a boom <laughs> a, in the shot. A boom in the mic. That's impressive, Tim. <laughs> oh. Oh no, that would be even worse. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you've just broke your make at that point, Tim. I don't, I don't... <laughs> so no, the, the awful rock song where they scream "Birdemic" over and over again in the trailer isn't in the movie. That was really disappointing to me. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, well, but... That's why you got to buy the soundtrack. Songs inspired by the film "Birdemic." This was that song inspired by no. Demic. That this this was like the director and his buddy in a garage somewhere, just you know, buying on guitars, screaming Birdemic because he's a trailer song. Oh, you mean it wasn't you too? Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's a band called You Too. Come on. Uh, I got it. I, I got it. it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tim. Right. What are you going to say? Howling Six. Back on top. Uh, no, I, I did find this montage kind of funny just because it's so like. I've seen this, you know, same montage in like plenty of movies before where, you know, they're fixing up the space and usually it's yeah. like, you know, like college kids or something fixing up the old ratty dorm or, you know, fixing up the youth center or something. So it's like a pretty common trope. It's just funny. Like I've never seen it like done like in a church. So it was just funny seeing them like put up a cross and be like, yeah, like we did it. Also, that, I thought, was, uh, I thought the pacing of the montage was really weird. It was really slow paced. Like I felt like shots of them like oh, yeah. painting a panel or, you know, putting the panels on well, or putting the cross up. They, they all lasted like, longer than I'd expect in a montage. It was all like really drawn out. Yeah. Well, I would say that, I mean, this goes for, like, the whole movie. Everything was just oh, yeah. super slow. Like, you know, it's going back plotting. to that, um, you know, that beginning shot where the person was running in slow motion. It's like, yes, I get that this is slow motion, but this is still, like, too slow. The movie's an hour 40, which is far too long for a bad horror movie. Let me just tell you that. It, uh, it, it, they could have yeah. easily cut 20 minutes of this. Easily. And it would, yeah, you wouldn't have lost a, a, an ounce of plot. I also want to mention just at the end of this mm-hmm. montage, or in the middle of the montage, I think it actually stops at one point for this little scene before the montage continues, is the daughter comes out mm-hmm. with the lemonade. It's like, oh, break time, guys. I got some lemonade, you know, heat stroke, blah, blah, blah. And the older dude, you know, the, the one stood, he's like, oh, I'm not tired. Are you? And he's like, yeah, I'm dead, I'm dead tired. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> screw you, old man. I want a drink. Um, and yeah. this is like, he kind of flirts with the daughter a little bit where she's like, you know, I'm glad you're here. I've not seen my dad smile this much in a long, long time. And he's like, you know, funny enough, he said the same thing about you. And I'm like, what does that even mean? I don't get yeah. it. What? And then after this, so, so they finish the church and the church is all made up. And we're still on spoiler free here, by the way. I'm considering this all spoiler free. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the church is set up and the sheriff who was, was you know, really like not liking the outsider and uh, you know the mayor, the, or the sorry, the, the 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 candidate for mayor. He's campaigning. I should mention that. All, all you ever see big political su- supply in this movie. Yeah, you never actually see him do any actual campaigning. All you ever hear is him talking about campaigning. You never actually see any actual like election stuff going on. It's just him saying, "Oh, you know, elections are coming up. I'm counting your vote." That's all you ever hear. <laughs> uh, but they look at the charts. They're really impressed. And they invite, you know, the, the drifter out to out to a drink and he's like, nah, I'm going to just stay in tonight. And there's this really weird scene here where Winston comes up to him and says, oh, hey, please come with us. I mean, you're the most exciting thing that's happened in this town in, well, almost forever. And I'm like, is this turning into a weird subplot where he's, like, attracted to the outsider? Because 
I don't know, the, the, his dialogue just felt really weird to me. The way he talked about him, the way he was like so excited by him, it was so strange. Mm-hmm. And it was clear that he had like had feelings for his daughter as well. So I'm like, it just, everything about it felt strange. I don't know. I tell you what, uh, a weird like father daughter both being attracted to the same person, like werewolf movie, would be a lot more interesting uh, would, than what we get. I would pair things up. So we've actually even got to what the main plot is. So the main plot is that the freak show comes to town, the carnival, mm-hmm. and we 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 introduced to this uh, also British like the the the, the guy who runs <laughs> this uh, runs this carnival. And he's got this long hair. Now, I'm actually going to admit I got really confused here because, let's be honest, all English people look alike, right? I I <laughs> thought... It, so it went from, like, uh, the drifter in his bedroom and it cut to, like, the, the, the evil dude who runs the carnival. And he's got the British mm-hmm. accent. I'm not going to lie, I actually just thought this was a flashback to him, like, in, like, like, oh. like 200 <laughs> years ago. Because like, he has these, like, helpers come in and they're like, hey, we've got this lizard boy. He's like... And basically they've kidnapped <laughs> this, this kid to become part of the freak show and he says something really weird like oh if you join our group you will never be called a freak again except for the fact you're in an advertised <laughs> freak show yeah what <laughs> what what is the logic here madness yeah that that's weird yes yeah, bizarre i don't get it uh but mm. so so that's the thing but yeah so he he's this evil guy and they put on the carnival um and our main character is kind was it, it implies that he knows what this carnival is because he, he sort of looks stares at it as it comes into town and then he, it seems like he's got research on it like he's been following it somehow um mm-hmm. but despite all that he still goes to the carnival with the daughter with the just mm-hmm. just just for a date and they have some fun there's one scene where the show is that he's really good with a bow and arrow mm-hmm. because reasons <laughs> I, I don't know why um and then we, they walk through the, the the freak show, and it's just kind of like lots of really weird acts. Like, like there's some one person's just in a box with lights on, and it's like, what's? I don't get it. It's more like modern art than it is a freak show at that point. I don't. Wait, are you talking about wait before they go into the freak show, or like when they're just going through like the kind of haunted house thing at first? Uh, I don't know. They're kind of blurring together here, to be yeah. honest. Just, just because I I thought that scene was really weird because they're going through this like kind of haunted house where you know the typical thing where you have like a you know skeleton or something will jump out at you but it was very weird because it was like super quiet like I, I don't think there was any like like there's no dialogue and stuff and like you know the girls acting like she's like really scared but then it seems like they were having fun and then like I don't know they left or it seems like it leads into another room which is where you actually like yeah start to get the freaks and stuff but i don't know it's just the way it's shot like um it is just so and again this applies to the whole movie but just so like lifeless like it just feels like no one is really into it like they just you know very broadly going through the motions it was I, I mean, it's very uh, uninteresting to watch. I think I think that kind of describes just the performances as a whole in the movie. They're all kind of laxed and kind of mm-hmm. not really great actors. Um, yeah, like you know, obviously the villain has the most like charisma because he's kind of uh, animated and he's mm-hmm. always. I mean, he's very hammy. Like he's not good, but at least he's putting yeah. some emotion into it. Whereas everyone else seems to be just kind of sleepwalking through the the, the lines. Um, mm-hmm. And eventually, so they run into the this you know the head of the carnival and. He like sort of gives him a tour and you know gives him his ah oh, what else would these freaks do with their lives if I didn't give them a place to call home and there's like, I don't know other <laughs> things I guess I, but yeah so this entire scene feels weird to me especially like in retrospect once you've seen the rest of the movie because not but like both characters don't react like they know who each other are but later on in the movie mm-hmm. they very clearly don't know, do know who each other are. Especially the villain. Mm-hmm. The villain says after he meets him, he's like, "Hey, I, I get the odd impression that he knows me." Uh, and he gets his minions, his minion freaks, to look into him. But later on, we find out that he's like a part of his origin. Like he helped create the main character, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. how do you not remember him? Like, how are you confused by who this is? Like, because it gets really specific later on, and I, I, I don't know. So before we go ahead and follow the plot, we'll just sort of round up spoiler-free feelings. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's boring as shit. <laughs> Yeah. Is, the, is this is the short answer? <laughs> uh, it's bored of shit. The performances are not good. Uh, the werewolf like effect, 
There's actually there's mm-hmm. actually a transition scene in this movie, which I'll give it credit for because the last couple kind of uh, like chickened out of doing that. Mm-hmm. The way we look at it is weird things happen over the side. There's a cat or something. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no, my cat's just messing around. Yeah, causing chaos. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's, there's actually a werewolf transition scene in this one. Mm. And, I mean, the actual transition's okay, as, as far as like low-budget transitions sure. go for a werewolf movie. But the actual final yeah. product, the final werewolf, looks terrible. It looks... It's pretty bad. It looks like a caveman. <laughs> doesn't look like a werewolf at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, it definitely would be like... Um... Maybe, yeah, like I'm trying to think of what this show would be, but I could see it as like a low budget like TV show in the 80s or 90s having this kind of werewolf where, uh, yeah, it's like like they couldn't affor- afford that much fur. Yeah, it's like if anything, right, like it looks like they're trying to do a serious version of Teen Wolf or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of what I'm getting from it. It's just, it's, it's, it just feels lackluster. And then the effects of another thing that pop up later are a little bit weird as well. Um, so yeah, obviously, I mean, you weren't expecting us to recommend this one. I mean, I think by is very like I think by its very nature, it's probably better than four and five, but it's not really saying much. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wait, um, okay. So the five that was the last one that was in the castle, castle right? with all the characters. So it started off kind of promising, but then it just got really, really yeah. boring. You couldn't see anything for most of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, don't get me wrong. I love my freaks. Like a like a a good freak show can be pretty like, you know, interesting. Um, obviously, yeah, it's kind of exploitative, you know, nowadays. But like, I don't know. That I feel like there's something interesting that you can do there. And and once we get more into the plot, like there was some plot stuff that I thought could have been cool. But yeah, everything is just. Uh, the way it's presented and filmed it's just everything is dull and lifeless and boring and it's just really a chore to get through yep that's, that's a pretty fair <laughs> way of putting it I'm going to sit forward again it's kind of weird I can, you can barely see my face if I sit back like that so <laughs> I'm going to come around here um, so yeah it's, it's it's really rough and boring like if, see if you cut out 20 minutes and you you brisk you know made, made it a bit more brisk you know cut down get, get the mm-hmm. pacing on a better better path I feel like then it might be a little bit easier to stomach and say like, oh, okay, it's definitely better than the last. I think it is better than the last yeah. two by a smidge, just purely because yeah, it has actual characters. Like, there's definitely, you know, because as much as we, we can't remember a lot of their names, mm. you know, like, I remember mm. Winston, I remember the villain, and I remember the daughter and their main mm. character, the drifter, like, the sheriff, the mayor. You remember the freaks. The freaks, yeah, like, they're a bit more distinct, <laughs> they're a bit more kind of... You know, like just I understand. Whereas the last movie, like, there were so many characters that I barely could keep track of. That I'm just like, okay, just person A, person B, yeah. person C. They're not good characters, but they are characters at least in this one. Yeah, uh, I'll give you that. So you know, I'll points for points are due. Uh, so anyway, full spoilers then from this point on. Full spoilers from Helen Six. So the drifter is indeed the werewolf. After staying there for a few weeks, it's full moon, and he he, he turns into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And one of the freaks sees this, tells the tells his master, and he he insists on capturing him. Wait, no, sorry, sorry. Uh, let's step back a second. Oh, sorry, so, Tim. Over, over skipped <laughs> over. What do you want to talk about? All right. So, wait, was there some confusion uh, with him about like when the full moon was going to be? Because like it seemed like. He like he obviously knew the full moon was coming. Like I think, it, did he have a calendar where he? I don't know if it already set it on there or like he wrote it down or something. Yeah, the calendar and but, his stuff. But he he did for sure say that he was leaving that day because, and I assumed that was because it was a full moon that night. Yeah, because it it seemed like he was maybe trying to take precautions to, yeah, like be away from people. Or I don't know if he has maybe something where he chains himself up or or something like that. But then. There was, you know, there's a weird scene where uh, I forget if it was the dad or the daughter, or I think it was the dad that was like knocking on the door while he was changing. But it, it seemed like he had like a weird thing where he was like, "Oh, wait a minute, the full moon's tonight." Like I, I don't know, it, it just seemed weird, like he didn't know. But that's actually like, that's, how would you not know? It's joking earlier about how the dad and the daughter both seem to be into him. 
the dad comes in and he's like, please don't go, but we love having you here. Uh, but also, this is after this, this, a very similar scene almost where the daughter comes into his bedroom in the middle of the night and tries to, like, you know. Oh, yeah. There's actually, like, a weird moment here where we see them kissing and then it, like, flashes white and it turns out they're still standing there staring at each other and he's, he's just thinking about kissing her. And he tells her no. Uh, and she, she, she leaves all disappointed and demoralized. It's so weird. Yeah, it was, it was a weird scene. Uh, but he's a werewolf. And they, mm-hmm. they, so, so the bad guy like, sees him with his guns, and he's like, "Shoot him!" You know, he's like, "Shoot him!" And they put him down. <laughs> and they, the, 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 the dad and the daughter hear this. They come rushing out, and they see him lying there. Mm-hmm. And the dad, Winston, he's like, "What are you doing to this man? You should be doing this." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, but he is something else." And it turns out, so, so the bad guy has this ability. He can like hypnotize him with this crystal to turn him into a werewolf at will. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, why was he still not a werewolf? Because they capture him, it's still night time. It's the same night that he turned into a werewolf, but it's still, like, pitch black. Uh, d- did they shoot him with, like, a holy tranquilizer dart or something? No, but he was already Maybe human before that. that. <laughs> he, 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 oh, okay. he walks out as a human being, and it's still night time. Maybe a cloud <laughs> went over the moon. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that'd, be, that'd be an interesting plot plot contri- contrivance in a, a new werewolf movie is every time a cloud goes past the moon, they turns back into a human, and you have to, like, use that to your advantage. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, does it, like... I, I don't know if there's, like, consistent lore with this, but is it just, like, as soon as the moon's out, boom, you're it? Or do you have to actually look up and see the moon, like... Do you have to have like lunar rays like shine down on you or something? I have no idea, Tim. Um, I don't think so because uh, by that logic, then any werewolf could just like stay in the house and not look outside and right, yeah, you know, yeah. be okay. And they never do it but, that way. So, but it's like like I would say ninety nine point nine percent of werewolf movies, even when they are like inside or something, like there's always that scene of them like looking out the window, like even when it's like a tiny barred window up top, and they just see the little bit of the moon, and that's when they transform. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they just kind of accept that the bad guy is like mm-hmm. an expert on werewolves, and he should take him. Mm-hmm. Right? They still go to the police the next day, but they just let it happen, and. The bad guy's got him in a cage, and the sheriff, you know, hearing about a kidnapping, and, you know, that's quite a serious thing, he goes to see our main character inside the cage, and, like, so so the actual sequence of events here is that there's a scene before this where the bad guy tells our main character that he turned into a wolf and killed Elizabeth, the daughter, right? And because of mm-hmm. that, he says, okay, keep me in a cage, all right, I'll stay here, just keep me in a cage so I don't hurt mm-hmm. anyone, right? He feels bad about that. Yeah. But then the sheriff comes to speak to him, never once says let him out of the cage this is you know illegal imprisonment or anything like that he just has a <laughs> conversation with him and he tells him no no Elizabeth's alive like I talked to her earlier today and <laughs> for some reason he doesn't immediately go wait what let me out the cage his entire yeah. motivation for staying in the cage is that he was killing people and he didn't kill anyone <laughs> um, now have we already gotten the scenes where like the yeah the farmer's uh, cattle was mutilated and um I don't think we've gotten to the point where the bank lady was found dead yet. No, because the bank lady, uh, we see her with the bad guy, um, and she's found mm-hmm. dead uh, later, because it's the sheriff who finds her uh, later in the uh, mm-hmm. in the dumpster or whatever when he comes back, after he's suspicious of the mm-hmm. of the circus folk. Um, mm-hmm. But the... Yeah, so he, he stays in the cage, he, he kind of talks to the lizard boy who's got a new cat, which is relevant and I got really worried here because I feel like in a movie like this this is exactly the sort of shitty little movie that would do something bad to a cat uh, with no oh, yeah. <laughs> with no caring about tact or how to handle it or whatever and we get this scene where okay we're putting the werewolf on show and like apparently the entire town comes to see this including Winston and they, they, they've got him there and um but I may be telling them the wrong name. The, the the dad may not be Winston. The bad guy may be Winston. I'm not sure. I, yeah, I, I, I'm really well, questioning no, the, who's called what here. No. Well, no, 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 because the um, the bad guy is Harker. Because it's You're Harker's. Right. It's Harker freaks, right? because that's a character from Dracula, not a vampire from Dracula. But they call him Harker because it's a Dracula reference. Which, by the way, he's a vampire. <laughs> it it it's like at this point it's just like. 
it's it's kind of hilarious how bad these movies do not want to be werewolf movies. Like, it, it's kind of funny. I mean, at least I can respect the idea here that it was like, okay, let's do, let's do a werewolf versus a vampire, and that'll be the what the movie sure. builds up to. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. so convoluted and boring, though, that... <laughs> I don't care. Oh, yeah. Well, I think there are, like, some, like, decent ideas in here. Like, uh, like first of all, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, these circus masters, uh, like, they are messed up. Like, um, it was actually a real-life thing that, um, uh, what's his face, uh, P.T. Barnum, he actually did, like, you know, capture, like, you know, people he, you know, considered freaks <laughs> and, like, basically kept them, like, imprisoned as part of the circus so like that is like a very like evil malicious thing that could be like Wait a minute. an interesting story i have a feeling that the hugh jackman movie did not touch upon such a such an occurrence oh no that's uh of, of course they you know just kind of gloss over all that stuff like yeah they will just kind of go past the you know um mm. the, all the bad stuff he did <laughs> to like animals and i never saw the know, movie but i just lesser i i, uh, I saw, saw the trailer and it was all about inclusion and like mm. he was he was, a, he was a beacon for for equality um and yeah i don't know it seems a bit bullshit yeah looking at it Oh no, definitely. So. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but I, you know, heard like what it's about and stuff. And yeah, they definitely gloss over a lot of that stuff. Um, but hey, maybe that's just leaving the road open for you know the real life story of P.T. Barnum, uh, which could be an interesting yeah. movie. Get David Fincher to do it. I feel like we always joke about the gritty reboot, but I feel like that's one that the gritty <laughs> reboot will be the true version. So yeah. <laughs> go for it, I guess. Yeah, but like. Uh, I think that would be like an interesting movie though if you have like you know this evil messed up circus master who is you know keeping these kind of you know freaks around and you know he captures like a werewolf or something and then it's like you know the werewolf should kind of become like you know the leader of these freaks and they should rise up and you know like take over the circus that's been like imprisoning them and stuff like that would be an interesting movie but yeah it's it's not that um it's not interesting at, at all unfortunately yeah um so so basically they put on the show uh they try and get the uh, as a werewolf to like kill a cat but he sees the lizard boy mm-hmm. remembers that he cares about the cat and gives him the cat back and you know bad guy's really upset about this and then i mean the whole crowd's upset about oh this. sure like, yeah yeah they, they were there for blood. Eat that cat. yeah <laughs> uh, but it's so it's like okay so now he's a werewolf who can actually control himself mm-hmm. okay right I mean, that's not necessarily a terrible idea to like go for like a, a sixth werewolf movie in a franchise. Like, oh, maybe someone mm-hmm. can actually learn to control them when they're a beast. But mm-hmm. sure. not a lot is done with it here, really. Um, mm-hmm. But he, so so he's still captive. He gets out. He actually mm-hmm. tricks one of the other, like... the, the other freaks by mm-hmm. threatening his insect collection that was just brought up out of nowhere. I, th- I think that was the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe yeah something to that effect <laughs> and he breaks out so while this is going on the mayor like so so the sheriff comes by finds the dead body and then the bad guy catches him and we see his hand turn into something we'll get to see who, what he looks like yet mm-hmm. but we see that he turns into some some sort of creature and kills the sheriff and leaves him on display in the middle of town and that leads to the town wanting to like you know you know, hunt. They think the werewolf guy did it. They think it was a uh, or drifter. Mm-hmm. So they all, you know, get a mob together. They've got their guns and their pitchforks and whatever, and they're coming for him. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the, the the daughter Elizabeth comes and like says, "They think you killed the sheriff. Come with me." So they run off together. They have their steamy love scene, and it wasn't that steamy. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like it was like bath water after it's like mild. It's been mm-hmm. out for a little while, so it's like it's still kind of warm. Is it? Tepid. Tepid, there you go. It's tepid. Yeah, you go. <laughs> it's a tepid love scene. And they they have that and it's all very romantic. It's not really. Uh but see they gotta save the real passion for the father later on. Oh of course, yes. And obviously the father like <laughs> hates hates uh, the drifter now. He's like, Oh, you're the devil, you're you're no you're no child of God and blah 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 blah. Um and the daughter's trying to convince him, I don't she's trying to convince like you him. anymore. Yes. Um <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. Um <laughs> And, and I, I don't know if they've really if they mention it uh, yet, but they do at some point they do talk about what you need to kill a werewolf, which uh, again, you know, you do need uh, not just silver, but like holy silver. Like yes, a sil- a silver bullets that have been blessed by a priest. Just, just to make it as convoluted <laughs> and, as possible. Yeah. 
everyone knows that famous werewolf lore where you know you gotta have a holy bullets not just silver bullets <laughs> okay uh, so but the, the dad actually does find uh, uh, thingy's research like his scrapbook of all the, the research and it's like oh that, that, this carnival goes from town to town and people go missing and die and then oh yeah there, I feel like there was a couple of scenes where like people were looking through old newspapers that I just yeah. could not care about <laughs> but the bad guy actually shows up in the room with them when he does this and he's like it was you oh. you killed all these people and the bad guy just sort of like comes in and goes so effing what and then just hits him <laughs> it might be the best scene in the movie his reaction to this actually made me laugh it was so good he's like so effing what and then he just throws him across the room <laughs> I mean that works sure uh, but before this so we, we, hold on. we did have a reveal before this though of like, what he looks like as a, as a vampire because <laughs> the mayor comes into his trailer during the day and I was like, oh yeah, we've not seen him during the day yet. Okay, that's a hint. <laughs> um, uh, it turns out he's actually sleeping, like his coffin, if you will, is underneath the seat in his RV. And then he like he, he jumps out of the RV and like bites the, the fat mayor in the, in the stomach. And I will say I kind of like this death scene. It was uh, pretty like brutal and over the top. Yeah, that um, scene's okay. Because this is when he like throws them through the roof, right? Yeah, he throws them out the, out the yeah. roof and then we cut to a shot outside and then we see him getting dragged back in through the roof. And mm-hmm. honestly, yeah, this scene's fine. There's no compl- I have no complaints with this scene. Um, in terms of like a horror movie, this is probably the best scene. The more I, I think I had more yeah. entertainment with uh, So Effing What. That was a funnier scene to me. But as a, as a mm-hmm. scene where the, the, the monster's attacking someone, this was fine. You know? It's fine. Um... <laughs> So the bad guy actually like rallies the mob and wants them to shoot, uh, you know, our main character, and they kind of wuss out because he's he looks like a guy. He's not a wolf at this point. He's like, no, he's just a person. Like we can't do this. And I'm like, this is unrealistic. These are hicks with guns. They, they would have happily fired on him. I'd, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I don't believe this for a second. So he just well, he was a white person. So that was that was cutting cutting social commentary, Tim. I can't fault it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so if I mean to be fair, like most of the people in this movie are white. Oh yeah, d- definitely. <laughs> yeah, the, the the sad truth is is the only people who aren't white in this movie are the freaks. There's a couple of freaks who aren't white. Yeah. Uh, read into that mm-hmm. what you will. I mean, I don't think we have to examine that closely. One of the yeah, we, we didn't really talk about the freaks. There, one of them is uh, like I, I know this was a real thing in the circus uh, that they did, but I don't know why. But just a, a guy that just bites the heads off of chickens, <laughs> like. I don't know why that was ever a thing. Like, I, I mean, I know we um, eat chickens, but no one wants to see someone just bite the head off one. Yeah, and there's a little guy who's got like the third arm under his sleeve, oh. you know, under his armpit. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then there's the, there's, there's the Eddie Izzard looking one who's kind of like, like, her act is basically the half her, like, it's like two faced, but one half's a woman, one All half's right. a man. And she's like turning around. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, yeah, I think there's a specific specific name for that because I I I have seen that kind of like yeah that kind of, of freak before. I I've seen like a lot of stuff about freak shows, but uh, I forget what they what they call that. It might just they might just have labeled that as like a hermaphrodite or something. Maybe like when they would try to you know, get people to come in. I, I forget, but I, I don't know. I don't know. But is, I will say, is it, actually, is it just like, me or does it feel like? like talking about these characters you have to kind of tiptoe because a lot of it is just outright offensive <laughs> like a lot of it is just oh no definitely well, yeah i mean the the whole idea of a freak show is like wildly <laughs> offensive like yeah. it's you know basically pointing at these people and acting like they're monsters i do think nowadays uh, like i think there are still freak shows but i think it is more kind of like uh, you know like performance based and like you know kind of em- embracing stuff as opposed to being like oh look at these crazy yeah, it's, outsiders it's, it's, that are chained it, to the wall but it's like someone who has a really good party trick will go and do that on stage yeah. and that's what's freaky about it yeah but um but i do want to say though the uh yeah again I, i'm not sure what like the, the name is or whatever but the person that's like their act is like they're half man half woman like i, I do think that act was actually good <laughs> like of all the when they're going through like the sideshow and stuff i was like oh that's actually like you know pretty entertaining like they sing good they you know i don't know i, I thought that was well done i've never been big on variety show stuff so it never really landed for me just because Fair. i'm like yeah whatever <laughs> i don't get it but yeah. you know uh, yeah so basically when the, the mob refuses to kill our main character 
the bad guy just vamps out turns into because this is the thing when he turns into a vampire like a full vampire mode he goes he turns into like a proper demon looking thing he's like his entire skin goes oily black it's like an orc or something yeah. um, and he, he gets like super strength like flips a car and it becomes this <laughs> vampire versus werewolf fight although He's not a werewolf yet. He's actually just fighting him as a man, and he's like barely, you know, surviving. They're fighting for his life, and it's actually the lizard boy who gets the little, like, you know, uh, charm or whatever it is. And Crystal luckily, thing, yeah. he was paying attention to what he's, what the bad guy was saying. I want to turn him into a werewolf. He's like, no, you have to become the beast mm-hmm. to fight him. You have to become the werewolf. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I can almost see the good version of this movie, where the the good guy who's a werewolf is, you know, he's, he's barely surviving against the stronger oh, vampire, sure. mm-hmm. and he turn, you know, it's, it's, it's essentially mm-hmm. a Hulk story. Right, it's Hulk. Like he's yeah. Bruce Banner's doing shit. He has well, to Hulk out to to win. Yeah, I mean, like a, a Hulk originally was like very like werewolf like. I, I think even in the first couple of issues, he would he turned by he would turn to the Hulk because of like a full moon, and, like not even because he gets angry. Hmm. Um. So, uh, yeah, and that's basically it. The, the movie actually ends oddly with uh, <laughs> he wins the fight. Uh, there's some he. Humorous. He like rips like a hole in the ceiling or something. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a t- basically sunlight comes it's in. It's a circus tent, so he sort of rips it. Which mm-hmm. I guess I like the actual image of that because it's it kind of harkens back to the poster for the first movie with the claw marks and the okay and the fabric. Yeah. I, I think that's what they were going for there, uh, and the light yeah. has some. And then like his his body melting was like fine. It was like, okay, it, yeah. It looked kind of cool. It was, it was like a reverse yeah. stop motion kind of effect, right? With the the mm-hmm. like the putty kind of going away. That's a yeah. Yeah, uh, it was okay, uh, but the, the last shot of the movie is our main character doesn't, doesn't grab Elizabeth and like walks off with her into the sunset, or even the dad who's also there now and like he actually shows up and like helps a little bit. Uh, he actually picks up Lizard Boy and walks off with him into the sunset. Just just an outright twist on where you thought this was going, and I guess what it's saying is that okay, like he's accepting that he's a freak like him, so he's going to look after him because he helped him. Um, but like, is he going to hang around with Elizabeth? Are they going to be happy after this? What was happening? Oh, I don't know if I care immensely, but that's that's what the movie ends on. It fades to black, and and that's it. Actually, I want to point out one of the moments uh, was a boom mic shot. It's this the it's it's when they, they, they first capture the main character. They they shoot him, and you know the, the daughter and the dad are there, and he's he's looking down. It's like this low shot looking up at him, and he's very menacing. And it's like this big moment where he's like saying, "Oh, this this is a creature, this is a werewolf." It's like one of the big speeches of the movie, and the entire time there's a boom mic just peeking in at the top. <laughs> Jesus! And I'm like, this is like one of your big shots. It's a close up as well. Like, how 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 did you mess this up so bad? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, close ups, little... uh, boom mics rather, all, all over the place. Boom mics for everyone. Yeah. Well, it would be cool if there was a movie where. Uh... You know, they were like filming a movie, and one of the actors started to turn into a vampire, and then they used the boom mic like a stake and just like <laughs> rammed it down into the chest. Which, by the way, he tries <laughs> That'd to. That'd be cool. When he's a wolf, he tries to stake the vampire before he melts him with the sunlight, <laughs> and he stabs him like a neck, the neck. I'm like, that's not even close to the heart. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, it's one thing if you put it in the middle, but this was like up at the neck. I'm like, no, don't even tell me. Shut up. Um, so that was that. That was weird. Um, yeah so yeah it was uh, it's a weird so like, there's a couple of outrageous ideas like vampire versus werewolf okay mm-hmm. cool um but i i, it's really I feel like there's there's almost like two different movies going on here like there's a whole thing with uh, a drifter coming into town and like i mean that could be a werewolf movie where yeah a guy comes into town and then you know people start getting attacked and oh who's a stranger but oh but he's kind of you know already been embraced by the community or something like you know that could be a, a fine enough movie on its own but and then like the all the freak show stuff uh feels like it should just be like it's you know a separate thing like yeah you know if you're gonna do a movie especially one called <laughs> the freaks like I, I feel like you should just really focus more on that like we don't need any of this crap about this small town and like you know there could have been cool ideas with it like you know again like you said the yeah kind of like you know werewolf fighting a vampire is kind of played out but you know there was some cool moments to it and and again i think the idea of capturing a werewolf for a freak show uh could be interesting but it's just they they really don't do anything with it and everything is so dull and boring and lifeless it's it's just a real pain to get through this one so there's one big thing that we've not talked about yet that we have to discuss so when okay. he's with elizabeth after the fat sex or just before the fat sex he reveals his mm-hmm. backstory 
and he says that oh yeah his his father was hunting uh, uh Harker um because of what he was because of what he was doing and Harker killed his father maybe his whole family it wasn't quite clear um mm-hmm. and he left him cursed as a werewolf mm-hmm. so Harker's mm-hmm. responsible for him becoming a werewolf <laughs> right so there's two questions I have here one is how does yeah. he not remember him? He actually created him, mm-hmm. right? Was he that young, maybe, mm-hmm. at the time? Was he, like, a kid? And that's why he doesn't recognise him? If so, say that. Mm-hmm. And the other question I have is, how did a vampire make <laughs> a werewolf, exactly? I mean, do we take it for granted now that we just, like... Like, you know, werewolves are common. We kind of just know what their deal is. Like, was there a time where people just didn't know how they worked? So they are just like, uh, I don't know, I guess a vampire creates them. That sound about right. I feel this is more thought than the, the the makers put into this. I I I don't get this logic. Like, how did the vampire make the werewolf? I don't get it. Yeah. I, it's, it's, that sounds like a like a children's riddle. Yeah. It's oh, it's, I don't I don't get it. It's it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Mm. It like it took me out. The, I mean, I wasn't really into the movie, but it really took me out of it. I was like, <laughs> what? That makes no sense. Shut <laughs> up. You're a stupid movie. You're stupid. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I couldn't not mention that. That that was like the biggest like what the what the hell moment. So yeah, you immediately logged onto the howling message board and started writing some angry rants. Oh, I I elf. I might I might Tim. I I might I might go on to to, to the howling uh, fan site where, where there's dozens of people uh, to care about the howling franchise past the first one. There's dozens of us. <laughs> dozens, I tell you, dozens. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I guess we should rate the movie, Tim. I guess um... I, I will be interested actually if they're yeah, like how big is the um uh, the 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 fan base for these movies? I, I, I would actually be legitimately interested. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can't imagine it's that big because because these these are not good sequels. Like two and three are bad movies, no. but they're kind of entertaining. Like I, I get why people would enjoy those. Four, five, and six though are absolutely like I, I, I'm pretty sure this one's considered to be good by by like <laughs> howling fans, like the people who like the franchise. And I don't mm. get it. Like it's not it's not good. It's bad. It's straight up bad. Um, it's better than the last yeah. two, but it's still straight up bad. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know why I say that, but mm-hmm. that is. Uh, Tim, what would you what would you rate the howling six? Yeah. The freaks out of ten. Uh. I think I'll give it a three just because like like you said it's a little better than the last couple of ones and maybe that was like you know one or two scenes that like like some of the special effects stuff even though there was a lot of it you know when there was it was kind of good like the transformation stuff the you know melting scene at the end the even though the um you know carnival a harker or whatever like even though it doesn't really look like a vampire like his design did look kind of cool but yeah, like more for like a weird magic-y, demon-y yeah. kind of thing. Not necessarily like what I think of a vampire, but I was like, oh, it does look cool. But uh, I tell you what, though, it's like, not that I think they need to do like an HD remaster or, or something of this, but like, uh, I don't know. I, I did think it was like a lot of scenes with him, like where it looked kind of dark and stuff, like and it didn't look that great. I don't know. Oh, sure. It would um, look better. It's nothing compared to the um, last one because five was like so dark for like 70% of the movie. Like once they started going underground yeah. in the last one, you couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was a lot of daytime scenes, so I didn't have that problem uh, to the same extent. Um, I will say, yeah, three is a little generous, but <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I, I might even go as high as a three point five, Tim. And oh wow, I think the reason why I'd say that is because if I'm compared to what the last movies were, this one does kind of have characters. It has mm-hmm. that one really funny scene where you know, you know, uh, so effing and what, which was quite funny. Yeah. Uh, the 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 kill of the mayor was pretty good. Um, oh, true, yeah, yeah. And it it does at least feel like a movie, even if it makes not a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It is far too long. It's not paced well. The direction's really poor mm-hmm. and sloppy. Like you know, the actual fight between the the, the vampire and the werewolf is kind of just dull and sucky. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not exciting or well shot or anything. It's just it's it's very bland. And so not the kind of sucky you usually want from a vampire either. No, no, um, it's not the kind of sucky that uh, <laughs> uh, the dad wants from our main character either. Uh, so hey now. <laughs> I know. Uh, what can I say? So I, I guess, yeah. Th- th- you loved it. 
I don't even know if I want it. Nah, three out of ten. I can't go as high as three point five. Okay. It's just not good enough for okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> Sad as that sounds, it's just not good enough for it. Well, hopefully seven redeems the franchise. How many more do we get of these? Like fifteen? No, there's not too many left. We got a seven, and then we have an eighth. I think there's maybe just two more. It's two or three more. Okay. I think. Is there a reboot then? I don't know. I no, I think the reboot is the eighth Ooh. one. Hold on, let me. Okay. Let me investigate. Hold on, let me just. Right. I'm sure we did this at the end of like the fourth one as well, and was like, how many we got left? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, wait, no, wait, no, right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's the Howling Reborn. There's the Howling New Moon Rising. Okay. Wait, didn't we already have a Reborn? <laughs> no, we had Howling Five was the rebirth. Okay. The Howling Reborn is the 2011 reboot. Hmm. The reboot that reinvigorated, reinvigorized, the reinvigorated (laughs) the franchise. I think it's just those two left. I'll I'll double check. Let me confirm that. No, don't. No, let's just say it's two. (laughs) No, no need to do more than that. Oh, I missed the first letter. It just says Owling franchise. Right, I'd definitely be down for some owling. The owling, this. oh, that'd be a fun movie. Um, <laughs> Giant owl. Yeah, just two left, people. Tim. We just got two left. <sighs> Interesting. So this one was nineteen ninety one. The next one's nineteen ninety five. That's Newman Rising, the seventh film, and it jumps all the way to twenty eleven for number eight. Mm-hmm. Which, given the year it came out, I'm going to make a wild guess and say that it was inspired by Twilight. <laughs> oh yeah yeah it has to be I think that's a fair assumption to make uh, mm-hmm. but I guess that's us done talking about the Hilling Six the Freaks mm-hmm. so if you've seen the movie <laughs> if you're unfortunate enough you can let us know what you thought of it in the comments mm-hmm. below like and subscribe all that stuff get us on patreon.com slash mailfuzztv uh, you can of course over there vote for one of the movies we do every month you can of course add movies to the crypt which is a, a to-do list of movies that our patrons get to add everyone can see the list you can get a link to the list in the description but patrons can add movies to it in fact it's been a while since we've done a crypt movie tim we should probably do one soon um, I think we'll add that to the schedule so so we're still chipping away at them but yeah so you can get that on Patreon uh, and we're always trying to think of new ideas uh, for stuff over there but uh, but most importantly you get a mildly fuzzy feeling for for uh, supporting us and you get you feel good about it if you can't do that though don't worry you, you can like, subscribe, comment all the other stuff helps us too uh, but that's us so thank you once again for watching or listening and we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we'll see you next time Thank <laughs> you.